welcome to Happy Healthy Whole, a show dedicated to helping black women approach healing and life by selecting a holistic approach to their self-care and wellness. I am your host and creator of Self-Care for Black Girls Collective, Sharia Farmer. Thank you for allowing me to be part of your journey as we talk healing, coping, self-love, and so much more. Hello, good people, and welcome. Today, I'm going to talk a little bit about uh, greater awareness and really just some greater self-awareness and really trying to become as emotional intelligent as possible. And so one of the layers or the elements of that is actually looking at your self-awareness and where you stand. Um, We could spend all day and all night uh, thinking about ourselves, but knowing how well we know ourselves is actually a tool that can help us be more self-confident, have higher self-esteem, and sort of have a, a sense of constant learning and growing that allows us to have freedom and liberation. And so self-awareness is important because you can can use information to better your life, the quality of your life, and the minimal uh, challenges, or not minimal because there's many challenges that will come, but the many challenges that may come your way, you'll be better prepared for because you have a higher sense of self-awareness. And so I figured we would start with some basic basic, basic steps towards self-awareness or greater self-awareness. And I want to take away that uh, concept of basic because some of this could be new for for one person or it could be newer to one person than the other. And also, if this is an area that you've ever worked in or felt the need to work in, it could feel kind of overwhelming or um, or it could feel like this journey that is endless and or can't be accomplished. And I will say one thing, you are always in a space, or I hope that we are always in a space where we know that self-awareness is continuous because that's a good thing where you develop and you become more successful at knowing who you are and what things you like. And so I'm going to give you some, I guess, some steps or some thoughts about how you can become greater aware of yourself and just have better self-awareness in general. Uh, thank you for joining me again. I'm sorry. Let me start off by saying thank you for joining me at Happy Healthy Whole. I am Sharia Farmer. I'm a licensed clinical social worker, and I um, offer the opportunity for those who are exposed to me to have better insight into their development, their individual development, their organizational development, as well as their employee um, wellness. And so I look at most of these areas from a lens that is specific around racial equity and trauma-informed. And so when I work with anyone, regardless of if it's an individual or organization, I take the approach that we can utilize the tool of emotional intelligence to better navigate life as well as to navigate our um, behaviors and harm and and safety around others. So that being said, let's get started on some steps for greater self-awareness. Number one, I think this one seems very simple, but to know how to do it and to know what, what the importance of it is, is very important. Um, so number one is keep a journal. Keeping a journal allows you to do a number of things, but one of the main things it does is it allows you to do self-reflection in a way that is about growth and understanding insight on what your psyche was in different phases of your life. And so recording your life and your thoughts each day can provide just that. It can provide insight. 
and information that allows you to better expand your sense of being and who you are. So thinking about what to journal or how to journal because everyone struggles or some people struggle with journaling in, in a sense, it is important to think of it from the perspective that there's no right or wrong way to do it. However, when we're thinking about self-awareness, we wanna list the highs and the low points of our days. And we wanna think about what we were feeling, how we felt about those highs, how we felt about those lows. And then we also wanna think about how can or how has this been a part of my patterns or trends in my life? And so you'll also find that your life eventually develops into this new new wave of understanding when you reflect back constantly on your day highs and lows, but also your feelings connected to it. So I really want you to think about what are you writing? Why are you writing it? And what does it? how does it connect to who I am and my self-awareness into who I am? And so, even if you just write one or two sentences a day and you think, what was my high point? What was my low point today? And then you reflect on what it made you feel. That's a start because what you're doing there is you're doing, you're, you're, you're gaining information about how you're processing things, but also you're getting insight into your emotions and feelings. And anytime we can get insight in those areas, it allows us to also later on develop skills and coping skills that will help us to deal with things that may be triggering negative emotions or negative thoughts with us. And so that's number one, just keep a journal. Number two, I want you to evaluate your success and failures. So many times we can think about our accomplishments, we can think about what's going right, what's going, you know, what's what's going well in our lives. And it's easy for us to get wrapped into that success, but it's also very easy for us to do the other one, which is to dwell on the failures and to dwell on the things that we are not successful for. So I want this to be an evaluation of both areas, not just one over the other. This could be a great, um, this can be great material for your journal. It can help you to do some self-reflection. Um, and it also helps you to be more successful about telling yourself the truth and telling yourself the full picture, not just part of the picture. And so thinking about when you're journaling about your success or when you're evaluating your success and failures, I want you to ask yourself a few questions. Think, why were why were you successful in those situations? How did the success make you feel? What did you get out of that success? What did you do afterwards? How did you celebrate? How did you acknowledge it? Do you acknowledge it at all? Or is this something that, as I'm prompting you, is the first time that you've actually acknowledged or thought about your success. I want you to do the same for your failures. Are you are you feeling like you're a quitter? If so, why do you quit? Do you have a clear set of goals that you felt on that you didn't do well on and that you wanted to understand what was the power or the lesson that you learned from even that failure? Um, can you learn from these mistakes in a way that benefits your ongoing process to your success in areas that you might have failed Fell for fell in the past in, and so really thinking about what are your capabilities and your powerful moments and opportunities to build from those failures moving forward. Because when we think about how we evaluate life, if we only look at the glass half full or the glass half empty, we sometimes can miss the full opportunity to see that the glass has water in it. And that, that alone is a moment to enlighten us, um, allow us growth and education about ourselves and insight. 
And so whether the glass is half full or half empty, when we can look at both sides, we are then allowed to evaluate and to gain some growth in ourselves to really kind of make better decisions for our self-awareness, but also our future decisions or our future self and growth. And so thinking about, you know, the journaling, you're evaluating your success and your failures. Then I want you to do examine what I like to say, I guess your qualities and the things that you like or dislike. Think about making a concrete list of things that you like and dislike. So for me, what I would um, I would ask myself, what kind of sports teams do I like? What kind of activities do I like to do physically versus watching, right? So I love watching basketball, but I'm not going to sit here and pretend like I would want to go play it, right? So understanding that what I like and what I dislike, um, am I a person that goes deeper to explore things in terms of learning where I might start something and put it down and never go back to it, right? So do I like um, exercising or do I just like taking walks and enjoying the environment? So what is it about the things that I like and why do I select those things often? Then I want you to do the same thing on the other side. So you're going to kind of see me thinking about the yin and yang often, which is to look at what you like and dislike so that you can get a full picture as well as to gain more insight and for us to be open to the fact that things may change as we even develop in our learning of ourselves. And so these things that we list now may change in a year, may open us up to new opportunities as we start thinking, oh, well, I do like being around people. So now I'm going to get into more networking or more opportunities to be with other people. So really thinking about what are my likes and my dislikes. Um, this one cannot be underestimated. Number four is to really think about what are your values? List them down clearly. And I think I'm not going to get too deep into this one because I can go and do an entire podcast on that one alone or have a whole discussion on just your values alone. But I want you to think, if you never thought about it before, I want you to really kind of think, what are the things that I will not budge on? What are the beliefs that I have about myself? What's important to me? List all these values and then appeal to yourself. Kind of examine whether or not you live by these values. Be honest. And if not, what can you do to live more like the values that you say you are a part of or believe? Or could I have space to change some of those values since I've learned new things as maybe as I've grown and developed? Thinking about ask a friend for an honest opinion, right? So if we want self-awareness, sometimes the we can't, the I see not itself. We really want to make sure that we ask people who are close enough to know us in an intimate way, but also isn't trying to harm us and or sabotage our personal development or growth. So ask someone who you know is in a healthy position to make concrete um, descriptions of you that are helpful. And you want to look at both sides again. You want them to list the strengths and the weaknesses and then tell them that you don't want to think about, you know, what makes you better or worse but really just looking at encouraging honesty and not getting your feelings hurt if you're going to do this, right? So if you know that you're not a person that can take um, criticism very well, this one is much more difficult. So you want to start with someone who's trusting and you may only want to do the strengths to start with. And then you may come back after you've gotten enough of those strengths that you trust the person knows you, that you go back and say, hey, the other side of this activity that I'm doing for myself is to really just list three things that are weaknesses or things that you see as weaknesses in me that I could possibly change or grow in. 
And so really asking for others' opinions always helps. Um, take a few of these personality tests. We are all um, we are all able to kind of look at the different personality tests online uh, with these different uh, social media tests that kind of tell you a little bit about yourself. Be, be willing to see if you're an introvert, an extrovert, or an extrovert where you're kind of in the middle somewhere and really knowing that what that means the good and some of the obstacles that come along with that or the things that you need to do to fill yourself up related to that personality. Or you might want to go and do something that is more professional based, which can be like the Myers-Briggs, um, really kind of knowing about your personality and how it impacts your interactions with other people. Now, I don't think there's one right or wrong personality test. I think you want to find the one that suits your goal around where you are self-awareness. And so thinking about your what you can afford. If you have minimal money, there's tons of free ones online. Um, and then another option is going to Barnes and Noble and kind of reading through some of the books on the different personalities. Uh, there's so many different ways for you to do this one without it costing you. I really just think you kind of look into them. Uh, take your emotional intelligence assessments, kind of find out what areas you can utilize to really be uh, fully, um, to have full insight in how emotionally intelligent you really are. Because there are some areas of us that, you know, we don't really acknowledge, so we may not be aware it impacts others or triggers um, things in other people. So really taking these personality tests gives you the opportunity to gain insight. And have fun with it. Like, don't make it this stressful thing where it's like, oh my God, I'm going to find out these horrible things about myself. I think the truth of the matter is that when we look at extroverts, we see them as this, the positive and the personality we may want. But there's many, 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 many um, qualities around being an introvert that are about creativity, um, insight, uh, introspectiveness about yourself and others, being being to be open to the world and kind of acknowledging and having deeper, sometimes deeper, because I'm going to say that sometimes, because being an introvert doesn't equate to being more intelligent at all um, or extrovert either. And so being able to really find out the positives of both and try to be clear that your self-awareness is not about, you know, comparing yourself to others, but really getting to know who you are. The next thing we're going to think about is how do you spend your time? One of the funniest things to me when I'm working with clients um, on one-on-one or even in organization, uh, when we're talking about like productivity or we're talking about small business goals or we're talking about your individual uh, emotional health goals, one of the funniest things is that people never track what they're doing with their time. They never have a clear picture as to what they get involved with. However, usually when you take a check or track for a moment what you're involved in, you'll start to get insight into the things you either need to do to grow or the things you need to do to change. And so how do you do this? You kind of spend a moment every evening either tracking what you did with your free time, tracking what you did with your alone time, or when you were in a crowd or at work, do you stay home a lot? Do you go out a lot? What are your hobbies? What do you do every single day that kind of makes you exciting? What things do you do that are pressure put pressure keepers, pushers on you, and you just don't want to do them, but you have to do them? Really taking about a month worth of time to just track and see how you're spending your time to get a real sense of what you really like and or what you're putting yourself in that might be making you not like your life experience and not be as happy as you could be in this world that we are in. So really think about how are you spending your time? 
And then lastly, I think a major one is to really know what do you avoid. The same way you want to know where you spend all your time, you also want to know what do you tend to avoid just because it kind of feels like a hostile situation. You feel like those people there are, are kind of like not your people, meaning that they're either they're either loud or don't interest you. They're not uh, uh, cultured by the activities that you enjoy. They don't have an understanding of the things that you like or want to discuss and or they discuss things that you don't like. So what are the things that you avoid? And so when you're learning this, you're doing that yin and yang that we just talked that I talked about earlier that's important in this self-awareness process is really saying, what do I spend my time in? But also what do I avoid and try not to do? So when I have a work assignment, what parts of that work assignment do I try to avoid or push off onto others? All these things help us to cultivate a true sense of who we are. So self-awareness can be one of the most helpful tools in developing a meaningful life. And what I mean by that is it gives us the opportunity to know what we like, what we don't like, and how to enjoy it. It is difficult to have a meaningful life when we don't have emotional intelligence. And you cannot have emotional intelligence without self-awareness. You'll always be a mystery to yourself and sometimes even to others unless you have a high level of self-awareness. So I challenge you as we think about what can we work on, what can we develop, that you start with just these simple steps of literally learning self-awareness. And so I'm just going to run through them really quickly and I'm going to close this out. So I want you to journal, evaluate your successes and your failures, examine your likes and your dislikes, list your values, be honest and ask for an opinion from your friend, both strengths and weaknesses, take some personality tests, Find out how you're spending your time and then find out what you are trying to avoid. These are all going to be tools that can help you to have better self-awareness. You don't always have to embark in these large events in order to get to know yourself, but you want to start somewhere. So take the time to take control over yourself and your understanding of yourself so that you can have a better more, excuse me, let me change that word, so that you can have a more meaningful experience in this world and a more meaningful understanding of yourself. I want everyone to take good care of themselves and continue to be well. Remember, on this journey of life, we are all trying to just live, do well, and take care of ourselves. So be as happy, healthy, and whole as possible. Be well. Are you a wellness provider, a life coach, a yoga teacher, a Reiki teacher? Well, come on over to Self-Care for Black Girls and list your business on our new directory. Again, visit selfcareforblackgirls.com where you can be listed as a wellness provider starting today.